Hey everyone, welcome to Turnbuckle Boogie. I am Timothy Styles, and with me is professional wrestler and 2022 sexiest man alive, cutthroat Cody Hancock. Hey, that's me. Uh, and for those that want to uh, actually know, we did get fan vote for FSW Match of the Year with the Unguided versus uh, Death Proof. So uh, nobody else is going to announce that, but I, I count the votes. Oh, fair enough. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Well, folks, before we start the show, I just want to quickly mention, as I do every week, you got to be tired of this intro <laughs> by now. Uh, if you would like to support the show, we certainly appreciate your support. And a good way to do it is by going to turnbuckleboogie.com, clicking on the gimmick table and buying a T-shirt or a hoodie. We're almost out of hoodie weather, so a T-shirt will do just fine. You'll look handsome, or if you're a lady, you'll look uh, cute. Yeah, cute's a good word. Oh, here's a question. If you're <laughs> non-binary, what are you? I still think cute works. It's a new world, isn't it? Yes, it is. Let's boogie. Hey, can I start this show off, uh, I don't know, with a short rant? Please. Because I got to uh, mention something, and it is wrestling related as it pertains to AEW, right? Um, and more specifically, I'd like to direct this towards TBS's executives. Um, how little they must think of us, because the lead in for AEW Dynamite every week is eight hours of fucking the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And, you know, I really wanted to go my entire <laughs> life without ever having watched an episode. But I got to tell you, I think I've <laughs> watched approximately 10 one-thirds of an episode, and it was as shitty as I ever dreamed it could be. It's annoying, okay. right? Um, you know, it's. It, I'm not really a big sitcom guy, right? Boy, you'd really uh, fucking hate this because it is the ultimate sitcom. Yes. Because, I mean, the writing is. All right. First of all, let me declare, I am a nerd. I play the Dungeons and Dragons, not the Dungeons and Dragons. Not specifically, but I play tabletop RPGs. I play board games and shit like this. I have a fucking pro wrestling podcast. Yes, I'm a nerd. But you watch this show and the fucking writing is stupid and insulting. It's a lot of fucking like, hey, uh, how, who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman? And someone says, well, Batman because of the kryptonite. And then there's a just a random like laugh break from the dead audience. Laugh track, know? yep. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? That wasn't even funny. That was just some sort of stupid reference. Anyway. Well, all sitcoms, all sitcoms are plagued with um, sweetened audio, right? Like laugh tracks. Yeah, especially the WWE, the ultimate sitcom. Yep. And when you remove the laugh tracks from sitcoms, they're not nearly as funny. 
And there's actually uh, YouTube channels that are dedicated to basically like exposing how poorly a lot of these shows are written. And I will say, despite me not being into sitcoms, I'm a huge advocate for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, I, I you can can't see, call that a sitcom. I, well, I, yeah, but I, that's a one that's camera. The, that's a one camera sitcom. There's a difference. Yeah. And it's a great show. Right. So I guess that you can't qualify as a sitcom, but no, I, uh, I am not a very big sitcom guy. I just think it's weird that TBS, you know, they probably have, they buy a bunch of programming and they, they're going to abuse the shit out of it. You know, I remember being a kid watching a million episodes of saved by the bell on channel seven all the time. Cause they would constantly play it. Now, if you peruse Cox Cable or whatever, every channel just plays like one or two shows 24 hours a day. Well, <laughs> the, the landscape of network television, man, has changed drastically because people are mainly getting their entertainment from streaming services. Yeah, so no. you, have the, you have these networks that put on these large grab blocks, right? I actually... Um, <clears throat> listen to a little tiny mini documentary on a, I, who's the guy that was doing Robin big Rob Diedrich. Yeah. Rob Diedrich and big black. Yes. So Rob Diedrich was the professional skateboarder that basically took advantage of MTV, not having uh, people watching its station to offer them uh, unlimited block of his show ridiculous ridiculousness right. and that's basically all that mtv plays now and because ouch my balls will stop people when they're clicking the channels to watch something on tv sometimes i watched so, half an episode of that once it stinks <laughs> well i i don't need anyone else doing commentary on funny videos that i find on the internet that's exactly what, what it I'm is saying? And, and even Tosh.0, like not to take the piss out of them, I think that they're funny guys, right? Well, he's a funny guy. Rob Deirdrick is not a comedian at all. Uh, no. So it's the, that show is like, they watch a dozen clips and after each one, he goes, ooh, ow. <laughs> ow. At least Bob had- Saget had the fucking nerve to write terrible fucking jokes. And the, the, the cultivation process of... Um, America's Funniest Home Videos was so much more involved because motherfuckers had to actually tape them doing stupid shit and then send it in, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. that was found footage. Like, you get this random VHS tape and what is it? And it ends up being like a bear doing tricep curls while some Russian dudes are working out which was a very frightening image that I've seen on the internet lately. And if I would have seen that in a home video, I would have been like, what the hell is this? You Bro, feel what I'm saying? I don't fuck with bears. Yeah. I don't fuck. With, I, I am definitely afraid of bears. Like real spit. Uh, some people are scared of spiders. So like some people are scared of fucking balloons popping. Fuck bears. I'm good. Large mammals that can chase you down and kill you. Mountain lions are a thing out here in the Las Vegas Valley. Uh, yes, they are. You get if you drive a, a, I don't know, a couple hours away, you got to worry about bears. No, thank you. No fucking. You ever seen a fucking one of these brown bears at a full sprint? 
Yeah, <clears throat> I'm good. Jackie I'm Joiner out there. So yeah, you know, so when fucking I... uh, uh, dear TBS executives, please uh, trade this Big Bang Theory horseshit off to some other fucking group. I can't take it anymore. And furthermore, that's what they play before AEW Dynamite, which I have to suffer through. Then immediately after Dynamite is over, it's like on an all new Big Show uh, or Go Big Show. Yes, <laughs> and I I. I always end up watching like the first two minutes and Hey, I've discussed on the show. I like Cody Rhodes. I know everyone was boom and all that shit. And I didn't get that, but two minutes into the go big show, I was like, no, thanks. This is fucking, stupid. <laughs> this is like, this is like the editor of that show should win an award for taking what is the most boring concept for a show and turning it into something mildly interesting. But Count me not in that fucking group of people who find that show mildly interesting. I think Casey and I, my fiance, watched it for <clears throat> a brief moment in time, and uh, we had a chuckle, and that's what it was worth was a chuckle. I just can't get past the format of certain things, like you with sitcoms. Whenever I see these sort of heavily edited shows where it's like, oh, they clearly just filmed a bunch of stuff, yep, and then the editor fucking goes in like a surgeon and just starts chopping up stuff and piecing it together so it can make sense into some sort of hyped up thing where there was no hype in the first place. Yep. Like I smell that shit. I smell that shit from a mile away and I go, Nope, I'm not into this shit at all. I I, I noticed that type of um, extreme editing with uh, fuck. Well, every reality is where it comes from. America's got talent. Yeah. And man, like it was jarring to watch that. I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily like this too much. I did not have fun with that at all. Well, it's because it's interesting, right? Because as I mentioned, the WWE has become a sitcom. Oh, yeah. I find that a lot of reality shows or these sort of big comp- reality competition shows and the WWE there's a lot of fast edits and specifically written bits where there, there shouldn't have been in the first place. And technically if you got rid of all these things or crowd sweetening, that happens a lot in these things. If you got rid of all these things, what you would be watching is the most boring fucking thing that ever existed. Yeah. That made, that made very little sense. I mean, fuck that's uh, with WWE's editing. I go, Oh my Lord. Well, they don't. <clears throat> they don't have a lot of confidence in uh, their in-ring performers. Sometimes it seems like because they'll switch camera cuts when they don't even need to, because they're concerned that a strike isn't going to go <clears throat> land the way that it needs to land and stuff like that. It's a. Uh, it's it's frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, regardless, it's a uh, TV is a wacky, wacky world. Catching this big man on the run in one of the locker rooms, Baron Von Raschke. It's my understanding that Mid-Atlantic Wrestling's Gary Hart, as a manager, contacted you, and there's talk about a $10,000 bounty for one Charlie Brown. What about it? Charlie Brown! <laughs> hey, Gary Hart, the great manager, called me on the telephone. And he said, there's a man here, 
wearing a mask. If you can take the mask from his face, there's a reward, a bounty of 10,000 Amerikanischer Dollar. <laughs> 20,000 Deutschmark. But he said, Charlie Brown may not be who we think he is. Charlie Brown may be none other than Boogie Woogies. Jimmy Valiant in disguise wearing a mask to hide his face. Jimmy Valiant, I hope you are hearing this. I hope you are listening very carefully. It goes a long way back when you betrayed Baron von Ruska. Turn your back on Baron von Ruska. That is why I'm accepting the offer for the bounty. I'm coming for you, well, Charlie Brown. You have heard it. Jimmy Valiant. Accepting the bounty of the law, Baron von Ruska, soon to be on the scene. Well, speaking of WWE, <laughs> we're on the road to WrestleMania, brother. Yes. And the, I cannot wait for Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. You know, for a guy who has declared, I'm not watching WWE anymore, you're, you <laughs> held on to that for not even one week. You were like, hey, I had to Johnny- tune in. Well, I, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> so what? No one's really paying for it. They're paying for Peacock. Right. Yeah, no, no I'm not doing that. They got, but, fucking, uh, they got sports in the office and a whole history of sitcoms. The WWE is just a small piece of that pie. Yeah, I'm okay, though. The I'm, I, I saw The Office. I liked The Office. That's it. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, what's your takes on WrestleMania? This one seems. Now, I haven't seen the last, I want to say two. Because the last one I saw, I think it was COVID mania, was so so discerning. Uh, Well, I mean, I call it COVID mania, but I think it was like WrestleMania 36. I can't even remember the year, but yeah, it was. How's this for your WrestleMania moment with yes, Kevin that, Owens? That one in Tampa, I guess. Right? Yeah. There was there was no crowd sweetening. Um, I appreciated the fact that they they tried to do something during a time where you know nothing was going on; the world completely collapsed on itself. But with all the smoke and mirrors gone, it it made me realize just how stupid wrestling can be from the company who does the stupidest version of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and ultimately they made some, some decisions. It wasn't all bad, by the way, I thought the two main women's matches were fantastic. I think what was it was a Rhea Ripley and Charlotte was started night number one. And it was fantastic. I, I believe so. I think on the second night they had Becky Lynch versus Asuka. It was also fantastic. Um, but the, both nights had towards the end, the 
cinematic matches. And I've been against these from the start. I, I think that they're stupid. I thought they were stupid in the 90s when they would have the boiler room kind of things. Like they were cute. That may have they're... been the first documented time on film that a light tube was used in a pro wrestling match, by the way. Sure. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt. I didn't know how important of a, a thing that was for you. This is a factoid. I don't like light tubes. I know you've I know had you a don't. bunch stuck in your face. <laughs> I just think I, I, you know, what's funny is that I still have a piece of glass that surfaces out of my nose. Do you really? Um, yeah. And, and I, here's a dumb thing. I'm sure you don't regret it. Ah, brother. It was a great thing. People seem to care about it. Sure. So I mean, I, I, I tend to was go off it? what others was it worth it having a, a permanent piece of glass in your face? I don't know if it's permanent. Like, it'll, well, how many months is it later and you still have it in your face? It seems to be going away. Okay, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, the, 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 the one thing that I'll say is, is that it's just it, it's just one of the very first times. Like it was uh, the broiler room brawl with mankind and the Undertaker, and he. I think accidentally just tried to throw him into the wall, but there was like some light tubes that were in the way and then Foley took a light tube bump. Right. And it was almost, it was blink and you'd miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but going back to that WrestleMania, man, uh, I mean, the real, the thing that killed it in the end for me was ultimately Cena versus Bray Wyatt in a firefly Fun house match. Uh, by the way, no match, no ring, no referee, no moves. <laughs> no moves. <laughs> it was it was like a psychedelic T-Rex video from the late 60s. God Hell damn, yeah. it was the fucking shits. And it was just a bunch of like I one of the things I like really hate is nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. I think South Park makes I suppose a couple seasons ago, they wouldn't stop doing that. Remember berries. Yes. Remember berries where it was nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. Remember star Wars. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't like that stuff. And that's what that entire quote unquote match was where it's like, Hey, remember the NWO? It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, what this John is Cena. It, it was kind of like John Cena. This is your life. Yeah. Right. And this is what happens when you take the wrestling out of wrestling. Um, Boy, you're it, telling me. When you take the wrestling out of wrestling, it's not wrestling anymore. And if people are fans of wrestling, guess what they're most likely going to want to see? Wrestling. Um, I appreciate the ambition, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. I think that they tried to provide entertainment for people in a very uncertain time. And whether that was through the purest intention or if it was... Uh, we need to do something because we need to generate revenue. Um, you know, um, why can't it be both? Right. Absolutely. And that's something that, uh, unfortunately, like it's a big problem, uh, that I have to talk to a lot of the, the young impressionable minds at the future stars of wrestling training Academy is I oftentimes have to tell them if you take wrestling out of wrestling, what is it? Nothing. It's nothing. It, you have to keep the wrestling and wrestling to make it wrestling. And it was rough, man. It, like, I suppose it, it could be, it could be dramatic. It could be funny. It, yeah. it could be, 
I don't know, any number of things. But the key word there is could. Yes. Right? For some reason, and I can't explain, it's a huge gamble whenever wrestlers attempt to do any number of those things that I just mentioned. I want to do something dramatic. All right. Not in a wrestling ring. Give it your best shot. And that's how you end up with fucking Randy Orton promos. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker rolls the dice every now and then. And boy, oh boy, did we all get to pay for it. Oh, I know it's it's your favorite thing to to groan about is Randy Orton. (laughs) No, you know, because I'll never I'll never forget it because I was at that SmackDown taping and you can physically see me over his shoulder stirring in my seat. Like, oh, this is painful. Why would they do this to us? <laughs> oh, clutching <laughs> at my chest. It's the big one. <sighs> yes, the there was a one. lot of that. It was a lot of me tearing at my shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but you know what? <laughs> the other half part, I didn't like going to that show because half of the arena was fucking empty. And that was the half that the fucking performers were constantly playing to because that's the side with the camera. Yep. And I felt like this show sucks because I'm not enjoying the show. I'm participating. I'm part of the cast. So I (laughs) played my role uh, the way exactly I did like a character actor. Here's how I really feel. Or a method actor. Here's how I really feel. Oh, <laughs> God. Why have they yes. done this? It's <laughs> funny, man. It's funny. But no, I think that uh, regardless of whatever happens, you know, Mania is, uh, <clears throat> they know what to do in order to sell Mania to the people who are going to buy Mania. I think there's some things that as far as a wrestling fan uh, outside of criticism goes um, like once again, nostalgia is not necessarily your ticket, but uh, there's a lot of people that buy that ticket, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. nostalgia does sell and we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems like, you know, it was mentioned a couple of weeks ago that, they hadn't even sold half their capacity for the two nights because it's going to be a two-night event again. Yeah, um, which so, isn't necessary. Like, I, it, it's not necessary. More no. wrestling is not the answer to the problem. Yeah, quality over quantity, please, for goodness yes. sakes. Uh, pick your best card and with your most dramatic, you know, intense feuds and put with your best characters and put them out there. And I'm sorry if happy Corbin doesn't make the cut, try harder and come back next year. (laughs) God damn. There's no reason to watch a fucking 80 man battle Royale. Right. And, 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 you know, the, I think it's great for the performers because I don't want to take the piss out of people having the opportunity to get paid, but it's no different. It's no different than on the independent scene. Shows don't need to be three hours unless it's a special event, right? If you're running a one night tournament, by all means, three and a half, four hours, put a, put a couple uh, rest spots in there to where people have the opportunity to stretch their legs a little bit and settle in. But an average night, yeah, an average night out, right? Mm-hmm. Just an average night out is going to take anywhere from an hour and 30 minutes to two hours. Right. 
don't keep them out longer than they need to be. I think they think more of themselves as an as a night out. I think they think we're the Grateful Dead. And we're going to well, have an all-day <clears throat> event, brother. Everyone do acid in the parking lot and party. Um, uh, shout out to Westinski, who uh, is a big old fan of fish. Uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel All Gas, No Breaks or Channel 5? What a fucking random thing to say to me. Of course I don't. Okay, well, there's this uh, reporter that puts himself at ground zero at some very uh, interesting spots in uh, America. And he went to a fish concert and was interviewing people doing whippets in the parking lot. It's 20 minutes of absolute hilarity. And I found it very, very funny. When you mentioned the Grateful Dead, that's what it made me uh, think of. But that's the vibe I think they're going for. Yeah, They want it to be an all-day thing that people, I don't know, they... Uh, uh, they assume people will just love seeing an eight hours of wrestling. I think night number one, the NXT, I, I you can't call it a pay-per-view, the, the live event, whatever, stand and deliver. Uh, that's going on before night one of WrestleMania. Don't forget I, about the Hall of Fame ceremony. Not right? the night before. No, I'm talking about before on the same day. Like yeah. Stand and deliver is going to play. And then... Night one of WrestleMania, all in the same night. Fucking for eight hours, you're going to have this shit. And it's like, yikes, almighty. I'm I know not sure there, I can do it. I, I'm sure there's some diehards. You feel what I'm saying? But Oh, there's a lot. It, it, but I can tell you this much right now. Um, I, I can't dedicate that much time out of my day. You know, I, I woke up today and was in almost constant motion until this moment right now. Right. And tomorrow is going to be the exact same thing. I wake up, I'm going to go to the gym with Casey, and then I have to go to an actual wrestling show that I have to participate in some fashion. Right. And I don't have the opportunity to have the time. I wish that I was 16 years old right now. Right. Ironically, I do have the time, but I wouldn't yeah. torture myself like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would submerse myself pretty deep. And <clears throat> I think that everybody's individual experience is a lot different, but at the same time, I think that um, when you burn people out, they're not going to want to come back for a little bit. I, well, I feel like that's their problem with raw. The fact that it's a, what a three hour show, yep. right? Like that's a Absolutely. huge commitment every week. And it's not, <laughs> oftentimes it could be 50% shit or more. Yes. You know, uh, man, that's a tough thing to make people sit through every week. I don't know. I know it's not that they think highly them, of themselves. It's that it's that it's ad revenue. But you might be making more money. But if you're you're chasing people off with quality or quantity over quality, isn't that equally bad? I, I, I think so. And maybe that is one of the issues with the industry that's not really talked about a lot. Um, you want to think or not, you want to think people want to find out why like ratings are dropping and things of that nature. Maybe we need to look at one. There's a lot of wrestling to watch might be too much Two, these shows might be going way too fucking long. And three, you have to prioritize 
um, your card to make it flow. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately the big complaint of that is, is well, they're not pushing new stars. Uh, you know, if you're going to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. So it, it's a strange, it's a strange little world that we live in right now when it comes to wrestling. I think that, um, AEW is looking at the model that WWE is following. And it almost seems as if they were trying to provide, uh, the opposite. Um, their show is how long? Two hours. Yeah. It's one hour for, um, Rampage. Rampage. And then it's a two hour show for dynamite. Right. And the disadvantage that AEW is running into is that they have an overbloated roster as well, but that's major news, man. I don't know if you want to keep talking about what we're talking about, but I mean, uh, Tony Khan buying ring of honor is a pretty big deal. That was on my list of shit to bring up, but yeah, uh, let's, let's hop to it. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that this could be a really great thing for AEW uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, reason one, number one is now they actually have a tape library to where they could have their own subscription streaming service if they chose to do so. And that tape library will not only include Ring of Honor, but it will also include Full Impact Pro as well as Shimmer. And these are subsidiary sister companies to Ring of Honor. And those tape libraries have... Library. Some, That's like the fourth time I've heard you drop an R. Yeah, my library. <laughs> right? Um, hey, what's your me. favorite fruit? Strawberries. Strawberries. <laughs> so um, they are going to have a very vast catalog. Very good. Thank you, sir. I do my best. I'm mush mouth. It's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, you have been, you do have glass buried into the skin of your face. Yes. And your boy is exhausted. So, yes. but uh, there, so now they have the opportunity to where they can provide something that not even WWE has as of now. Apparently, the rumor is, is that they're going to HBO Max. I hope that's not the case. I hope they have their own platform. Because that is something that WWE is sorely lacking is their own platform. Uh, Peacock sucks. It's a hard nap to uh, is a hard app to navigate, and it's frustrating. It really yeah. is. Mm. Uh, the WWE Network was a far more streamlined experience than having to go through Peacock. So we can only hope. But regardless, whatever they decide to do, now they have more legs in the competition. And the second thing is, is that now you have this overbloated roster that you can funnel some of these people into Ring of Honor, right? And you can have Jay Lethal every now and again cross over and do AEW, but he can still go to Ring of Honor. And what was one of the main criticisms that people had during the buyout of WCW. Uh, uh, enlighten me, please. The fact that they didn't keep WCW open to run as its own company. Well, I think that it was attempted, but uh, it proved unfeasible. Right. So like there's some sort of legal limit limitation. I, like uh, 
what were they on at the time? Was it TNN or? Yes, or... TNT. No, 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 no. Wait, uh, no. The WWF. USA. Okay. I think it was like U- USA could only have one brand on their show, uh, on their network or something like that. So basically he had bought it and was going to run WCW shows, but very quickly realized you can't. So he tried to incorporate it with that stupid invasion angle. And of course it flamed out. Um, the less out on that, the better. Hello, Turnbuckle Boogies. It's James Mattern. I'm, I, look, I should say I'm from the mean streets of Detroit tonight. I'm not. I'm in the bowels of the Royal Oak Music Theater in the mean streets of Detroit, Michigan. These aren't mean streets. We're in the hipster part of town. You can get a cup of coffee with a smile from someone whose hair looks like Prince's in 85. So it's not that mean of a street. But whatever, guys. You don't have to be mean anymore in wrestling. Forget it, baby. The best thing is going on now is that when your company goes under, someone else just buys it. I love it. Tony Khan getting Ring of Honor. Awesome. I want this to be, I want this, the new bidding war. Forget getting new wrestlers and stealing people from each other. Let's steal promotions that are dead before the other company can. That's right. WWE wanted Ring of Honor. AEW got it. Fuck it. Someone needs to bring back the UWF. That's right. I want Vince on Monday to say, I bought the UWF. And he just brings out two cowboy boat boots full of cocaine. And Herb Abrams' nephew comes out and just goes crazy. That's what I want. Dead promotions. Bring them back. Every, I want world-class championship wrestling on Wednesdays on the network or on Peacock. Bring them all back. I'm in Detroit. Bring back the company that the goddamn Sheik ran. I don't know what it was called. I think it was, maybe it was called Bring a Fork to the Ring and Bloody the Other Dude in the Mush, WF. That was a good company, right? Great territory. Bring them back. What is dead can live again. Two companies ain't enough. Each company needs to have 3,000 companies. There's too many independent wrestlers. Work them all. Work them all. Joey Janelle's about to be out of the job. Bullshit. Get him in. Marco Stunt. Put him in something. Everyone needs to work all the goddamn time. Except Bray Wyatt. He just needs to make horror movies that no one's going to watch because they're probably scary as fuck. All right, turnbuckle boogies. I have to go upstairs and find Ted Nugent. He's shooting chickens with flaming arrows. Motor City Madness, baby. Long live the chic. And to bring the fork to the ring and stab you in the fucking head like a baked potato, WF. Greatest company of all time. Later, turnbuckle boogies. Well, now you have Tony Khan who... I want to say crude jokes about how he's just kind of like Doc Brown. Right, like he's got, he's <laughs> wide eyed. He just—it's. It, I'll say much, it. He looked coked out of his gourd. Yeah, he. It's, it's, it, it's surreal. He. It's great Scott like vibes. He he seems like he's never held a microphone before because he doesn't realize. Oh, this amplifies my voice. So it's and, him and, going and, with his eyes wide as fucking, looking around crazy, like he he lost a fucking eight ball, and he's going. 
Yeah. The biggest thing ever happened to me. It's like, yo, dog, take it down a notch. They'll listen to hey, you no matter what volume hey, you're talking. Listen, Tony, don't listen to Timothy Styles. Uh, we'll hang out, my boy. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm, look, I'm not. I'm, we'll go out for a night on the town, my guy. <laughs> I like Tony Khan. I just he was so excited. I, I, oh my he, goodness, he uh, was. And yeah. he was, and that's what's exciting about it, though, is that who's to say he's not able to set something up to where he gets Ring of Honor to play on TBS and he gets to keep AEW on TNT. Right. The well, fact that Turner has two networks, that's very beneficial for a situation like this. I wonder if they have more than that. I'm sure they must. And if they do, you feel what I'm saying? Like th- this is well Turner Classic Movies, right? But I don't think they're going to put uh, wrestling on Turner Classic Movies. I mean, why not? Because it doesn't. I don't think it can't. It stands for Turner Classic Movies anymore, right? Because maybe it they, doesn't. They don't play Turner Classic Movies anymore. That that channel. For Such all I know, a strange world. Yeah, I mean, bro. Once they started airing Pawn Stars on the fucking National Geographic Network or whatever that shit is on, it's like what? Uh, where? Do- what is going on? Where does well, the line draw? Where do we draw the line? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my comment on it. Um, I fingers, I'm hoping, uh, you know, Tony Khan does not strike me as a, as an idiot, but there's not enough evidence to, to prove one way or the other, you know, uh, all I know is that he has invested money and created a product that I liked that I like a, a great deal. I think uh, I sent out a text message this past Wednesday saying, like, this is like the greatest roster that's ever been sort of put into one organization. This is what, you know, if ECW had a budget and stayed stayed going for another five years, this is what it would look like. Um, it It's so good that they have the talent that they have. And I hope that either, you know, he's doing things in a cost-effective manner because I would hate for this this great time period to go away. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm like I say, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping like he knows what he's doing because I don't want to lose this. Right. And I gotta tell you, when he announced, like, I own Ring of Honor. Now I've said on the show, I love Ring of Honor. I, you know, we talk about great runs that promotions have had in history. And for me, Ring of Honor has a pretty sizable one. Um, I love Ring of Honor. I particularly like the old logo over the new yep. sort of tribal tattooy one and the old the, belts and everything. The, the second logo was my favorite one. And that was the block letters. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, I like their old titles. I like their old presentation mostly. I mean, obviously I wouldn't wish that they would uh, continue in gymnasiums and shit like that, but I think even like the wrestling was more exciting from a fan's point of view, because it was obviously very heavily influenced by all Japan. Um, but it's it's interesting when a guy uh, to hear like oh this company i own it now okay that's great i hope you don't plan on just running two companies and doing business as usual because uh ring of honor really needed 
a shot in the arm. You know, Ring of Honor suffered in the same way that NXT suffered. When the hot new indie product comes along, it sucks the wind out of the entire uh, market. And they were the ones who ultimately suffered. It, it happened about four times over. And we've talked about it in length before. And I think that that's what's really exciting is, is now the new upcoming talent, they're going to get swiped up and funneled through. They're not going to be stolen. They're not going to be taken away. And also taking consideration as well is that AEW is also doing business with Impact. They're also doing business with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So WWE has finally uh, eaten all of their competition up, and now there's new alternatives. And I think that we've talked about before, it does seem like it could be a united front. Things could get very interesting. And in all candor, they're already very interesting. It's a, it's a wonderful time to be a fan of professional wrestling. It's a, it's a wonderful time to be a professional wrestler. Like it's um, we, the Renaissance that we were speaking of, we are now living in it. And I, I'm hopeful uh, for the people that I know I'm hopeful for myself and I'm excited to be a part of what is happening in the history of the thing that we love right now. Yeah, absolutely. But the problem is, is I'm, I'm like you, I'm hopeful. I hope this guy isn't just impulse doing things impulsively and has plans in place because, you know, when you buy a ring of honor, like I say, I like ring of honor, but you're buying another brand. You already have one fucking brand to deal with. And, you know, it's not completely flawless. So you're going to run a second brand that, you know, sure, you have a, a huge roster of people and you need to have places for them to go. You know, ultimately, it's going to be this sort of scale that, you know, AEW is going to be the priority and, you know, Ring of Honor might be the secondary. Or, you know, I just don't know what he does with it. You know, sure, he owns the tape library, but it's branded Ring of Honor. You know, Absolutely. This, this upstart company has bought an older company. They're not going to adapt the older brand, but they'll air, you know, uh, matches in full from another brand. I don't know, man. Uh, I, like I say, I just hope for the best. I don't want to lose what we have. I hope he has a a plan in place and, uh, you know, fingers crossed, you know, look, let's face it. Cody Rhodes left for some reason that we don't know. Kevin, Steen and El Generico have every reason to leave that fucking turd bowl, um, but didn't. Well, with the exception of money, you know, like when it really, when it really boils down, uh, especially when it comes to Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, yeah, um, he has a family, and once again, it's very, very easy to. Uh, I don't hear it nearly as often, but the word sellout, right? Mm. Um, anyone that cries the word sellout has not been offered the bag of money, right? Like sure. they, they haven't been offered a gigantic bag of money to, Hey, 
come do this. Right. So, and I don't think knows? sellout is a term that gets thrown around that often anymore. It's not. And it was a, it, it was a term. I actually just finished uh, um, a Chuck Klosterman book. Uh, his latest book it's called the nineties and it was very much about the term. Uh, it, it was a reoccurring theme that the term sellout was a, was a thing in the nineties that if you actually yes. tried not even get, not even did something for the money, but if you showed that you tried, people uh, would call you a sellout. It was very much true. Yes. And Me included, the, by the way. <laughs> that may fucking hey, man. Take the money. Like, no, and, I'm saying I was, I, hey, I've said it on this show, I'm a pretentious artist. I, I don't do things for money. Obviously, we don't have any ads. And I have the capacity. I could have this show have ads sprinkled all over it. Um, but I just don't don't, don't forget we we did have that brief Kirkland sponsorship. Oh, stop it! I'm joking. People aren't going to get these jokes. They, oh, well, my apologies. You would have to go back and watch yes. the episode. But it's a delicious vitamin water like beverage that you can purchase at Kirkland stores. Kirkland Isn't it Costco? stores. I don't no. know what the fuck I'm talking about. I forgot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> aren't you glad you brought it up? Yes, very much so. Folks, Look at me tune in every week to hear Cody bomb on the air with this new material. Yeah, hey, <laughs> or he, he references shit that you, from weeks ago. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Doing um, my best. But, you know, look, I like Ring of Honor. I love AEW right now. Uh, but, you know, AEW is the better version of Ring of Honor. AEW yes. has all the people I liked from Ring of Honor, but now they're in their prime. Do we need Ring of Honor? I don't really think so. Uh, I wish he would have concentrated and built up this AEW brand because as good as it is, you know, they're not beating the WWE, Not certainly not monetarily, not even in viewers. I wish, I wish that's what he would have concentrated on. But what's done is done. He's bought what he's bought. I hope he has a plan to put it into motion. Um. To, to make something, you know, if fucking go out and buy impact and the NWA and start the fucking the AEW, AEW wrestling network and just put every night fucking new material on, then you yep. can just make, have a, a whole mixed bag of old tapes that you can play during the day that I would buy, but just buy yeah. this company that, one of my big problems with AEW or uh, with Ring of Honor is it just became another wrestling promotion at a certain point. Yeah. For the longest time, it was like the place where you would see like pure pro wrestling. They didn't fuck around with all that CCW shit. In fact, that was the whole point of the feud of their Ring of Honor versus CCW thing. You watch wrestling yes. here and then you watch guys hit each other with fucking nail guns and light tubes over here. And then eventually just, I don't know, somebody, a, a booker, somebody must have come in and go, hey, we're really being held down by these rules. Right. Well, and that's something, too. Um, sometimes stuff like that sells. You know, if you remember the early days of Ring of Honor, they had the Code of Honor, and one of the only people that didn't follow the Code of Honor was Christopher Daniels. And it was very, very easy to decide he was a heel and then eventually had a faction in the prophecy. And they didn't uphold the code of honor. And then eventually they got rid of the code of honor and they said, some people follow it, right? They would just kind of allude to it on commentary. 
Well, the code um, of honor, it's interesting because the code of honor, it was still on their website until recently. It's an actual sort of mission statement of, you know, it's about the, it's essentially a, a allegory for Japanese wrestling. You know, it's about the fighting spirit and all this stuff. And we encourage sportsmanship and stuff like that. But that stuff is just in place for people to break it. You right. know, they encourage in, in all of combat sports, you know, when they bring the main event together in the middle of the ring and the ref goes, all right, I want a good clean fight. You want to touch gloves? Do it now. And yep. they either do or they don't. Yeah. You know, it, it could be as simple as that. It didn't have to be a big show. Like one guy reaches out to shake his hand and the other guy goes, ah, fuck you. Like it could just be, hey, the, the we like each other, so we do, or we don't, so we don't, and just get on with it. It didn't have to be a big production. I think that still could happen now. Right. And I agree with that, too. I, I just think that uh, I, I think I, I definitely am. I want to be optimistic um, because of the amount of people that I know that were left in a really bad situation when Ring of Honor kind of wrapped up. Um, I. I have people that I know there and they were concerned because they didn't know it was going to happen. So hopefully um, things kind of get back in order. And if it's a functioning operating wrestling promotion that I can possibly uh, offer a hand in, I would be happy to do so. Man, you're not going to like this next comment. The first mm -hmm. thing I would do is fucking not call anybody. If I, if I bought Ring of Honor and I got the tape library and the rings and fucking 20 iron barriers to, to keep the fans away from the ring, you know, I the first thing I would do is just go, all right, I own this shit and I'm going to fucking completely rebrand and do something new. Because what was happening at the time, there's a reason that they closed down, just wasn't working. They need right. to revamp this shit. And I think calling back old staff to just pick up where they left off is not the right thing to do. Um, and that leads me to another thing. You know, AEW has to be careful. You know, they, they essentially hired everyone who was worth a shit over NXT. Um, don't forget, like, you guys beat those guys for a reason. Right. You know, when you if you turn on AEW Dynamite and it's like, oh, we got Red Dragon and Michael or Adam Cole. How many times have I done that? Called Adam Cole, Michael Cole, Keith Lee. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, like, goddamn, am I watching NXT? Shit. Well, and, you know, this is the thing, though, is that before they were in NXT, they were also in Ring of Honor. It's 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 a really hard thing. You know, yeah. when I, I I understand where you're coming from. And I'm not I'm not naysaying. All I'm saying no, is that I I hope that he has a plan in place. I hope that he doesn't overextend himself. Look, Jim Crockett did this too. Jim Crockett fucking went for oh, it and they fucked themselves and he had to sell to Ted Turner. You know, and that's the yep. story of a lot of territories. They normally had they normally ran in about 7 8 towns. And oftentimes when they try to expand outside of that, um, they started, you know, like, oh, we're going to run an A show and a B show and we're going to run fucking, you know, 16. They'd end up burning themselves out trying to compete with other territories and stuff. Right. Right. Well, like, yeah, I, like I said, I, all the things you're saying are very valid. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, maybe I'm smoking a little bit of the hopium 
I, I think love, I just broke you. I, I love cliches. Where did I hear that? <laughs> I don't know where I heard it. Just felt, it felt like the right thing to say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you saw the tactics of Stud and Blackwell, the apparent end of Mad Dog Bashan, and that leads us to the presence of this man who tonight will be meeting Big John Stud. That is the end of Mad Dog Bashan. Mad Dog Bashan, my friend. Then he called me from his sick bed, and he said, I want you to be an assassin for me. I want you to get revenge. John Studs, Jerry Blackway, you may have ruptured my friend's heart. You may have crushed his spleen, but now it's time for revenge, and that's exactly why I have come, come to get revenge. And I tell you this, John Stud, tonight I am going to wreak revenge on you like you have never seen. Baron Von Reska is coming to get revenge for the mad dog Bashan. John Stud, I tell you this, you may think you're mean, you may think you're vicious, but I'm meaner, and I'm more vicious, and ugly! Man, oh man alive, can you believe the frame of mind, the Clawmaster, Baron Von Raschke is in his meeting tonight with Big John Stud. I would certainly hate to be in that man's boots. Look, we're all smoking the hopium. I want this to succeed. Buddy, if AEW goes, like, if all of a sudden, let's say three weeks from now, fucking um, Tony Khan's checkbook has been cut off. And they go, well, or let's say fucking Turner says, we don't want this shit on our networks anymore. And let's say it it goes to fucking America One or you know whatever weird wacky channel that you can't America One that you can't find or whatever, and they start really dwindling and they go away and we're right back to where we were. WWE is the only game in town, and it's twenty years plus of work gone down the drain of the indies, sort of. Building and building and building and thriving and thriving and a and a fucking a rich guy gets involved and says I'm let's fucking do it and he makes a go of it. If he fucking blows it, man, it will be a twenty plus years that have just been wasted. The only thing I'll have to show for it is a fucking couple of years of great Brian Danielson matches and great feuds with CM Punk and whoever he's up against, you know, and it'll be sad. Yes, because that means I because I don't know that I'll be able to go back and just be like, well, looks like I got to start watching WWE again, buddy. I can't make it through their shows without feeling stupid. (laughs) It's insulting to your intelligence. You watch it and you see these. Look, here's here's my dream. And if anybody can make this a reality, please do. 
I'll make you a promise. If you can find me a transcription, this is me talking to the fans or whoever's listening. If you can find me a transcription of a episode of SmackDown, like a like a the, the actual screenplay, what do they call that? A screenplay, a transcription of an episode of yeah. Raw or an episode of SmackDown, I will put together a fucking table read of that shit uh, on this show. We will read it and we will read that shit as serious as possible. And you'll see how fucking stupid and dumb the fucking writing is and how bad the performing of it is when you there's no uh tra- you know the 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 audio sweetening or when there's no wrestling if you just have the fucking the dialogue it's like this has got to be the fucking script for the worst show ever fucking made yeah <clears throat> and this is you know this is why i think right now um Turnbuckle Boogie at Gmail, by the way. Someone get me that <laughs> fucking script. I want to do the table read. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's just... Um, it's definitely something that only time will tell, obviously. You know, and we, uh, we, we want the best because we're wrestling fans at the end of the day. Yeah. And I want... Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh, I want WWE to learn from years of mistakes. Uh, I hope they do learn and they're probably not going to right. Realistically. Did you see, I, I text you and James Mattern um, that Pat McAvee, Vince McMahon interview. The, I haven't seen, I I haven't seen it yet, buddy. You want to talk about not learning. I mean, Vince McMahon just openly says like, ah, don't pay attention to the internet or what anyone has to say. And he doesn't listen to any negative, any criticism or any compliments, you know? Hell yeah. This is a guy, which I can understand by the way, you know, he's a fucking uh, 78 year old guy or whatever he is. And uh, some young kid goes, you don't know how to book anymore. Old man. Like the fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, What am I supposed to do about it? I don't blame him for not listening. Um, but uh, man, oh man, I wish he would listen sometimes. Well, you know, unfortunately, that's a that's going to be his hill to die on. No shit. And while he was at that interview, he's like, uh, "Pat McAfee, I've got a opportunity for you. I'm going to give you a WrestleMania match." And the all that's what he said. But what I heard was, "We need to sell some tickets." I'm desperate for even mild celebrities. Yes. Yeah. I think about it. Like it's like they got (laughs) Brock Lesnar is more of a celebrity than he is a wrestler for me. Almost. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Logan Paul. They're going to dip their foot back into that stupid fucking. Well, Johnny Knoxville. Look, you and I both like him, but you're the only sucker out of the two of us. Apparently. Yes. And Pat McAfee, the punter who's been their announcer for all this time, just so we could say we got Pat McAfee having a match. Yeah. Good Lord. Like, and by the way, I've been watching on Peacock, mostly on mute, I should mention, but I've been watching re-watching WrestleManias. And I'm up to yeah. four. I'm up to four. And they do, I'll say this, they're consistent in their celebrity status because you know it's like 
ladies and gentlemen, Mary Hart. And it's like, who? what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if there's one thing that WrestleMania has always done is try to shoehorn in celebrities. <clears throat> yeah, but it's like they almost don't have a barometer for who has any juice anymore. It's like, it's a, yeah, there's, there's, there's film stars. There's television actors. There's, um, there's, uh, you're in on a celebrity reality show. Then there's reality show. And then below that is what we get with fucking WWE. Just anyone with a name. We need to sell some tickets. Damn it. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, once again, we'll, we'll see, you know, I, I think that, uh, mania is always going to be a talking point to the industry because it's the industry. Um, yeah. and, uh, I'm looking forward to, I didn't get to watch all of, um, dynamite or rampage. It was a busy uh, week. Yes, very much so. So, uh, once we can get caught up, I'm looking forward to seeing punk and MJF, obviously. Um, the dog collar match has, uh, some juice behind it quite Boy. literally. Yeah, some serious juice. I think fucking CM Punk hit a fucking artery in his forehead. There it is, man. There I it mean, is. I mean, MJF busted his face open. Yes, yes, but it'll, it'll. Like I said, it's it's a it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I don't want to end it there. Okay. Not only because we haven't done an hour, so I'll I'll ask you, what do you think? Because this is what really I think about. What do you think it's going to take for AEW to get to be proper competition? Like what is going to have to happen to their show to make it in the majority of the public's eyes to be an equivalent to or even better than the WWE? I It's a hard question to answer because I really feel like they're on a trajectory to where it's taking place as we speak they're they're providing a product to where they're offering wrestling on weekly television and not trying to force people into the pay-per-view but making people uh eager to see the outcome um there's there's really high profile matches that happen on weekly tv that are selling to a pay-per-view um the one thing that they need to have direct competition is the ability to have a streaming library, which now with the acquisition of Ring of Honor, they have the ability to do so. Um, the fact that they've partnered with every company that they can, I, I think that they're already kind of on the trajectory and the path. I don't know what the answer is to make them more popular than they are. But I think that as long as they keep on putting out consistently good television, uh, they are going to slowly get a little bit more momentum. Um, Who knows why wrestling uh, isn't as popular as it was because we can be like, once again, if we're going to talk about member berries, right? Um, wrestling's always kind of been wrestling, you know, like May Young giving birth to a hand. Um, mm-hmm. 
the kennel from hell match. Right. Oh God. Like, I remember watching yeah. that live. Yeah. And the angle where big boss man cooked Al Snow's dog and ate him. Pepper. Right? Yeah. Pepper. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Uh, Katie Vick. Uh, we can even go uh, further down. Yeah. The let's, pull it. let's let's we've got the, the standards out of the way. Let's get to the B sides. Yeah. Let's get to the B sides. Like gobbledygooker. Okay. Oh, yeah. Classic. Um, Every every wrestler on our undercard roster has a day job. Um, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, mm. uh, Doctor Isaac Yankum. God damn! Right, there was fucking rough years, were there not? Yeah, and then like, let's not forget about like, w- let's have Manator, right? Mantar, Let, Mantar, yeah. But Let, let's have let's have the Yeti, right? Let, let's do the Yeti WCW, you know, like. It's, I don't, I, I'm, I'm this, this search that people are on to find out why wrestling fell off. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a superfluous search. I think that the popularity of wrestling uh, at the time fit in very well with what was popular in society. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE took advantage of the race wars with Los Bariquas, the Disciples of Apocalypse, and the Nation of Domination. Right? Uh, then you go and you look at the the Hollywood brawl at whatever WrestleMania it was between Roddy Piper and Goldust, where he gets in the white Ford Bronco, mm. and then they go on a high speed chase, and all it is is cut footage of the OJ Simpson chase and so i'm tired of pretending like the problem with wwe is just as of now the attitude era wasn't good right it 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 was it wasn't that good was there was there stars out of the attitude era yes a thousand percent there were stars out of the attitude era was there really great matches that happened there's been great matches that have happened no matter what decade wrestling is in, right? And it's okay that you disagree, but even even between some of the stupidest fucking characters, it's yeah. Doink the Clown versus Marty Jannetty. They put on that a five star classic, absolutely. <laughs> and and I think that that is um, a part of the allure mm-hmm. of what wrestling is. And I think that the search for trying to make a quintessential wrestling product for people to watch wearing a monocle uh, is a fruitless endeavor. Who's uh, attempting I, to do that? Well, but I just, um, people did have tried I, to do that. Or did I allude to that. that's something I was. No, that's not alluding to something that you were saying, but I mean, look at Evolve. Evolve mm-hmm. was like, we're making a pro wrestling company that is going to focus on nothing but the sport. And they were not successful, mm-hmm. right? They weren't. And it sucks because would I buy a ticket to that show? Absolutely. But unfortunately, not a lot of the people would. So I think that it, if people are going to fall in love with wrestling again, mm-hmm. they have to stop asking why isn't it the same as it was? Because in my opinion, 
it's stayed the same the entire time. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling for, a- for anything other than the fact is, is I like in-ring competition. I think that you can tell some interesting stories through the art form. And I think that it's a, a wonderful canvas to paint on, right? As far as uh, what you can do with just an in-ring match. But it's just crazy to think that the problems are just now because the I'm, problems have been there forever. They, they really have. Wrestling has always been fucking stupid. And like I said, it took that COVID mania for me to go, oh, my God, I wasted my life. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are today. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right, man. Um, I don't know what the answer is. You know, I think that wrestling, you need people who are competent in the ring. And if they can also have personalities that are interesting, I think that's the best case scenario. And, and I'll say, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, <clears throat> Jim Cornette, who like to call some of these people cosplay wrestlers. Um, and that's not a term I would ever throw around, but there is a little bit of truth in there in that when they go out there, it's a you know, you brought up the fact that I don't like the Miz earlier. Okay. Here's a good example. This guy is playing a bad guy. Um, I don't believe that he believes one word that comes out of his mouth when he speaks. I think there's a lot of people who are playing a bad guy instead of being a bad guy. The, uh, you didn't watch this past dynamite, but you know, CM Punk getting juice looked like he was fucking mortally wounded, not just because of the blood. Um, I mean, he looked devastated because of what had happened with the with the the old backstabbery of MJF. You know, there's some real serious great performers out there, and then there's some people who are just getting by. And yeah. I wish those people realized that. Holy shit, I'm on TV and I shouldn't take that for granted. Turnbuckle Boogie is a Devo Looter production and is produced by Timothy Styles and Cody Hancock, with web production and music provided by Timothy Styles. For more information, go to turnbuckleboogie.com. And for booking information on Cutthroat Cody Hancock, go to CutthroatCody.com. See you next Monday.